Hello and welcome to Writing About Dragons and Shit, a podcast where two authors and writers get together and talk about the ways they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, writer of Isle Champions of the Forgotten Realms and host of Too Many Podcasts. And with me each week are two amazing people who are... I'm Erin M. Evans. I write fantasy novels. I'm best known for Empire of Exiles and the Brimstone Angels saga. It is I, B. Dave Walters, friend to all mankind, a prolific course creator and a very exhausted person. But hey, happy to be here. Happy to be yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, we're happy you're here. I mean, I think we all would, uh, we might be sleeping right now otherwise if we weren't here, yep. but we're yep. here. Would have been well, I'm not going to lie, I, I, think I, I think even though I am tired, I would be writing because I'm behind on my revision and I'm like close to cracking this scene, I think, mm-hmm. but... But I'm here for you, Tangerinos. I, I was I was working working on a website renovation, but I was nearing the end of the road with it. It was uh, it was starting to get starting 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 the the colors were starting to blend, you know. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess maybe my pick this back up tomorrow. I was playing Monster Hunter, but I did pre-record two idle insights today, so I'm a little that counts. That all counts. That all counts. It's not a competition. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, it's October, uh, which for a lot of you out there uh, means it's Preptober. And for some of other people out there, they're like, hey, I heard about this National Novel Writers Month thing and I thought I'd try it. But then I didn't know what to do. And so then I typed that into uh, my podcast app and this show came up. So, hi, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> this this NaNoWriMo that the kids are on about. It's this, so, this, this <laughs> cool little thing. Yeah. Um, I think we we've done this a couple of times. I think last year we got uh-huh. uh, offset with some episodes, so I figured you know this this October we could do some topics focusing on NaNoWriMo, getting prepped and whatnot, kind of acting as if like you know you have not done one of these before and you don't know what that is. You might not even know what NaNoWriMo stands for, what? Uh, <laughs> which is National Novel Writing Month and uh you the whole premise you write a novel in a month sounds easy right that's easy Fifty thousand words <laughs> done it <laughs> I, 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 too I wouldn't done call it. it easy but yeah. it's doable mm. yeah that, that that is kind of the thing is that like i do I, I i see two extremes of it where there are people who are like oh my god it comes down to the comes down to the second right when you get that last fifty thousandth word in there and then there's other people who are like oh yay i'm doing this again and it's so much fun i'm like i don't understand one of these spectrums <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah the the like i do it annually is strong but whatever you know what i mean <laughs> like if that's this thing you know Hey, if it gets a book out of you, I mean, and you're and you're writing That's a book a thing. year, like, yeah. Hey, okay, all right, great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I can't say I've I've done a book a year, so like those people, I way way up on me. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. way more books under your belt than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, all the books, yes. Just on the off chance somebody really doesn't know what we're talking about, because mm-hmm. you you might, you know, any, anything we know, there was a time we didn't. So true. NaNoWriMo is the National Novel Writing Month, where in the month of November, you try, you don't try, you succeed at writing a 50,000 or more word novel. The important thing is that you get the word count out and done, not that it'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. That was perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. So I, I guess it's uh, 
uh, kind of like uh, how I got looped into doing the whole 30 diet where there, it was just like, yep. oh yeah, you know, it's, it's not that you're losing weight. You're getting into the habit of it. And that's whole fair. 30. Also, also the whole 30 is sucks. Um, I, I would mean, that rather is, that do is not a lifestyle. I yeah. would rather do nano rhymo <laughs> every month <laughs> than yeah. do the whole 30. <laughs> yeah. It's uh nano rhymo makes you feel like it's easier to be fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, this is, this is to get you into the, the habit of writing. Um, cause I mean, the first time that I did it and I was like, oh, I did 1664 words a day for a month. Oh, I could probably do that less often, but still do that. So even yeah. knowing, even knowing that I had that ability in me was nice. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it, that in, in what we shared multiple times, I, myself, I, I believe you all feel similar is finishing my first book is still one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. Like, I, I, and I've been blessed to do some pretty dope things and, <laughs> and still very few things have rivaled that feeling of knowing I did that. And maybe 10 people have read that book. It's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I did it and it's done. Like that, that alone is worth the cost of admission in, in, my, in my mind. I think too, if this is something you want to do, um, this kind of program like gets you to to like Trevor said was saying like gets you to do it. Um, there's no secret cheat code for creating a bunch of words. Yep. Uh, you just have to sit down and write all the words. So it's sort of like training for a marathon in that case. Like if you're just really gonna focus on it <laughs> for a month, you're gonna be a lot better by the end. Um, yep. and you're going to see like, what's your, what's your natural pace, let's say. And what's the point where you break your brain? Yep. Yep. Um, I think it's, uh, well, one of the things, okay. So dear listener, this is what you have to understand. Both Trevor and Aaron are truly wonderful people. The sweetest of beans. Um, <laughs> I myself am not. Before, before we went on, there was some 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 light shade being thrown at some posts on the interwebs, and I, I was like, "Wait, let's shade them publicly." <laughs> to be I fair, the like ones to. I was reading were I wasn't aiming to shade necessarily. I just thought it was very funny. But there mm -hmm. were the ones we were we were being a little shady about. Should we talk about those? Uh, I mean, again. I would love to personally, but I'm always going to come down on the side of shade. Um, you know, I, 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 I feel well, like you we give off so much, right? I feel like we got time to be both shady and informative. That's all I'm saying. I think we, I think yeah. we, could, we can, we can serve two masters. <laughs> yeah. Tough love. <laughs> the one I was laughing about is I put NaNoWriMo into Reddit search bar, and there's just a lot of questions. A lot like, of, that lot that of was your like, first mistake. Yeah, <laughs> a case against NaNoWriMo. The dangers of NaNoWriMo. The problem with NaNoWriMo. Is NaNoWriMo worth the time and effort? So on and so forth. I haven't opened a single one very of these. I just thought it was funny. Titles. They're it's, all very, like, like I, bah, bah, bah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I can go in blind and tell you that what they're, the, the lamentation of the dangers of NaNoWriMo is that it's unrealistic. It's an unrealistic expectation. And you can't maintain that pace. You can't create quality work in that time. And I'm like, guess what? You can't. <laughs> but you know who else knows that? NaNoWriMo. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
like the 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 core conceit is to finish a draft. Yeah. Not to write fucking Madame Bovary. <laughs> yes. Which took 18 yeah. years, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just a dra- out of your head and on paper to start cultivating the habit, like what Trevor was saying. Yep. And the, ch- the chances of you maintaining that hectic pace ad infinitum are slim. They're not zero, mm-hmm. but they're slim. You know, it's a, to, to Aaron's exact point about the marathon training analogy. I mean, there are those freaks that run marathons every weekend, but for the most people... You know, three-ish months leading up to it, you start training, you peak on the day of, and you're like, hooray, and you might still jog now and again, but you're probably not putting in 26.2 on the regular. Mm, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, th- that that is that is kind of a way that I've looked at NaNoWriMo's. It's kind of the, uh, it's like a, a, a month-long gym camp for writers where it's just like this is we're, we're going here to work out like we're going here to like flex the muscle of writing and we're all doing that together and motivating each other to do that yep. uh to, that way that we can go into the next year with that skill fresh yep oh no Aaron, Aaron. sorry <laughs> i just skimmed a couple of them the first one that i opened 100 percent. it was you might make crap and revising crap is hard uh that's true but also uh you can't revise a bank blank page yeah uh it is not a i don't think a a failure of of this process of any process if what you're finish is something that needs to be substantially revised i can't because fundamentally that's a lot of my process i write things and i go that's wrong and then i do it again and that's not everybody's process. It couldn't be everybody's process, but it's gotten me to my 10th book comes out next year. So what? I think it works okay. Hell yeah. Um, it's almost like you might know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, um, the, the second one was deleted. I don't know what the story was. It was very old. Um, and then the third one was the problem with Rano Rimo. And I do feel like this segues slightly into our, our shading Mm-hmm. Was that so many people participate in this and not an, and and it's a little bit it's a little bit author whiny I get mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, all these people want to be writers nobody's going to book readings uh. oh <laughs> and stuff like that and, and I, I mean tighten my ascot over here <laughs> what? to be fair the person writing this is someone who's writing sort of you know contemporary literary fiction where but but at the same time. You know, this is a thing that you see. You see uh, people who want to uh, write a book or have written a book who do not uh, participate very much in the reading of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is one thing that I made a big change to when I became a writer, when I knew I wanted to be a writer, it was sort of setting aside money and being like, I will purchase books with this. I still mm-hmm. use my library. Libraries are fantastic. Yes. I say that as a reader. I say that as an author, you know, don't feel bad about checking things out from the library. But there is this piece, too, where it's like you want to participate in this industry. You have to sort of like also participate in the industry on the other side. Yeah. Otherwise... Why are you the one that gets to opt out here? Yeah. Um, but what I see also is, you know, we were talking about questions that come up and the answer being either you need to sit down and write or you need to read. Yeah. Uh, one of those two things um, that that there is no substitute for sitting down and writing the book uh, and there is no substitute for um 
you know, building your skills by seeing what everybody else has kind of done by filling your well, essentially. And if you can't read while you're writing, super get it. Um, But you're going to have to take breaks because you'll burn out. You will run out of energy uh, or you will just keep writing kind of junk like. eh. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I will say, though, and this was dear friend, if you if you can listen to last year's NaNoWriMo, because we you know, we, we talked a lot about the words, but I would say I think a key component of NaNoWriMo is absolutely no self-judgment. Yeah, yes. like it, it's it's not only you're, if you suspect it's poop, I'm here to tell you it's poop. Yeah, and, and I will so, say and, my NaNoWriMo yeah. book is one of the worst things I've written. Yeah, straight but up, it's, and it's that's over my written. first book. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. that's this is another thing that goes <laughs> under the like you can't. There's no no cheat code for writing the book. Yeah, but there's also no cheat code for going through the stages of learning to write a book. Everybody, everybody you've ever read and gone, gosh, they're good. Started out writing poop. Yeah, and maybe they started way earlier than you, and maybe they figured it out faster by just writing a lot of shit. But guaranteed, they all wrote shit. The shit is a necessary part. Like it's you've a- got to do crappy things so you can look at them and go, "Next time, I'm gonna do it like this." Yeah. Otherwise, like, I mean, if you just wait for like Athena to pop out of your head, <laughs> you're gonna be disappointed. Uh, two things is always. Uh, the worst thing you write is better than the best thing you did not write. Yes. You know, like yep. it's it's always this glowing halcyon thing in your mind that you know these cruel phalanges cannot quite properly express. <laughs> Every that, artist. That's feels another that way. possible shirt if we ever. <laughs> I would love it. It's Yeah, it's just B Dave's hand. These cruel phalanges. Oh my gosh. Uh, the, the second thing is no matter how good it is in 10 years, you're going to read it and realize you could have done it better. Yeah. You know? yep. and, and, and the third and final thing, and I've said this to people a lot, is I'm like, what if I told you that the two millionth word you wrote would be Shakespearean in beauty or the five millionth or the 10 millionth word? Yeah. You know, you would recapture Romeo and Juliet. But you got to wade through 10 million words of not that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, would you do it? You know, yeah. and Actually, uh, here, here, oh, here's a question, because Aaron, mm-hmm. you said your 10th book is coming out next year. Yes. <laughs> is there stuff in your fir- first book that right now, if you had written, it would be different? Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. So here's the story, guys. Yeah. Uh, my first I, let's let's just say my first published book, because yeah. mm-hmm. keep in mind, I wrote trash before. Yep. Uh, I ever got published, um, and that I hundred percent. High school wasn't it? Like you were like super young when you wrote fourteen. I wrote my first book when I was a freshman in high school. It yeah. is garbage. It is essentially <laughs> ancient Egyptian mythology fanfic. That I is my it. first book. I love it. First of all, it shout out to the so Bad, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I loved it. I loved doing it. And then I wrote a terrible fantasy novel. Um, that just like there are things that you want to understand when you're 15 that you do not understand. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Right. Uh, so yeah, we're not even going to talk about that stuff. But The Godcatcher, that is my first published novel. I read it to my son. There are definitely parts of that book I think are great. But structurally, I was struck by the fact that there is a lot of um 
sort of hitting notes twice that I think I thought was reinforcing them, but it actually mm. didn't need to be there. Um, there is there is stuff where I make a character think about doing something. I fill it, backfill sort of the story, and then they think about doing it again, and then they do it. And I'm like, this could have been so much cleaner. Just little stuff like yeah. that that I'm better at doing now. Um, the the There are places I remember feeling like, the dialogue was a little precious. I went on a little too long. Mm. Um, overall, I think it's still a good book. Yeah. But if I wrote it again, I would do another pass and I would clean this up a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is that is definitely, I think, the case. And, and hopefully it's not like, wow, I would throw this garbage out. Like, hopefully it's still like, you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I would do it different, right? Um, I would handle this in a different way. I would make this you know, a little more complex. I would streamline this so it's clearer. Um, all of those things that because I feel like I have God, I hope that that all this time on I have more skills. Um, cause that was 2010 mm. that book came out. So 13 years ago, my first book came out. And I would hope after the 13 years of writing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That I'm a better writer because again, I didn't stop. Like I've been working on my craft all this time. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, don't worry about your NaNoWriMo book. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Just write. Yeah. It's going to be trash. Start with trash. <laughs> Start Embrace with trash, it. But, but trash that Dive you're proud in. of. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, um, there's an, there's an, there's an experience that you have in, uh, uh, sorry, Trevor, but Aaron will understand and the parents in the audience will understand. There's times that you're truly happy about things like poop. <laughs> like if you're if your kids constipated or you're potty training or something oh, like, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they use yeah. the potty, you're just yeah. like. Yeah, wonderful. You like, and maybe that's the way to think about this a little bit, right? You've gotten it out. Yeah, right. The first fifty thousand words yeah. of your career, and maybe it's garbage, but you got it out. Yep. And again, yep. if you're a parent, and especially like the little ones, like when they just they're not pooping, and you're like, "What is happening? Are you yep. okay?" And you're yep. just waiting. It's yep. like, you're that. like what, what have I done? Yeah, exactly. Like massage your little tummies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> But you're genuinely excited about the arrival of poop. That is how <laughs> you should yep. Yep. view NaNoWriMo. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I think there's another thing here that's hard when you're writing your first book that you feel like, you know, this is a big project. I mean, it yeah. is. Even if yeah. this is, even if you're going in going like, it's going to be trash, I'm just going to yeah. work on writing every day and get into the swing of it. Um, and then I'm going to look back and change, you know, change one thing about my habits or whatever it is, right? Like, oh man, okay, I, the poop story has totally thrown me, and now I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I, I might I, also be kind of tired. I'll pick, um, I'll pick up with this. It, it yeah. is like one of the things, though, with that and the the do hitting your words mount of the day. This is the thing that that popped in my head from there. Is I will say this, uh, and it's weird because I tell people this when they're like, I'm going to try the whole 30. Do not beat yourself up about this. If you yep. miss a day, if yep. you miss a word count, yep. do not, it is not the end of the world. You did nope. not lose. It's fine. Nope. There's other yep. days. Yep. Just get get back on the horse because there's yeah. days that you will blow past the, the, yeah. 
the word count. It's fine. It, it's it's the commitment. It's the commitment to building the muscle. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, is, is what's important. Yeah. I, I remember when I did uh, NaNoWriMo, I took the day off of work and I sat down and I cranked out 4,000 words. And I was like, holy shit, that felt great. I sat down the next day and I'm like, man, 500's a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, it's, yeah. You will got, find your, your level. Yeah. I got a buddy who is a novelist is what he does is write books. And he was just telling me that exact same thing that he's like, I routinely do three to 5,000 words a day. That's what I do. And he's like the last few weeks, 500 has been just water from a stone. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It bees like that sometimes, buddy. It bees like that sometimes. Every day I've had like an exceptionally high word count. The next day, like my brain is like, no. Yeah. It's like going to the gym and just like yeah. killing it for extra hour. And then being the next day, it's like my arms don't work. <laughs> yeah. Yep. These phalanges. These... <laughs> my green phalanges. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so cursed be upon them. Yeah. <laughs> um it, any any other like kind of i guess i guess like the funny thing is in a way that that was like kind of a motivational talk on that one is like mm -hmm. like any any other kind of prep talking thing before going into the first topic of this well if you heard last week's episode when we talked about the snowflake method i actually think that would help a lot i yeah. do especially if you this far out you know as of the time of this recording it's the beginning of october yeah. uh so you know that it's a couple of days i think if you like truly don't know i think that's as good a place to start as any uh issuing the caveat that we did say last week and that aaron pointed out that's when you feel like you're ready we'll jump off and, and start running you know like don't don't force yourself to go all the way through it if you're starting to feel like okay I, i've got enough for a running start here like i'm ready you start <laughs> yeah yeah so i the the first topic that i wanted to have here was picking a project like we have like a lot of authors have uh projects that they've worked on put away and whatnot uh and there's also ones that they were like oh i've always thought about i've always thought about writing a mystery um or just kind of starting off fresh with like no real goal in mind it's like i'm gonna figure something else out to write here like what what would you all do if you were going to do nano we're not making a promise to do that i'm not saying that listeners i'm saying if if you had the time <laughs> and ability to and you were going to do nano what would you look to work on are we allowed to work on things we've already started oh yeah on, or is that yeah, yeah 50,000 words 50,000 words yeah all right um, if it was me, I have a backlog of started projects from the pandemic uh, when mm. I could write about 20,000 words in a book and then I had to put it down. So I got a lot of stuff I started and I would love to work on. Um, what I would do is probably like look at all of those and think about which of these am I most excited to work on. Um, yeah. You know, because I think that's that's the main thing, right? You mm. have to build stamina here. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's something you you're kind of like cold on or you're just like i don't know about this one that's mm -hmm. gonna be a lot harder so mm -hmm. don't don't you know don't tie weights to your own ankles <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you definitely got to be pumped about it because no matter how pumped you start, you're going to reach a point during this process that you will be decidedly less pumped. Yeah. You know, like like you'll start out like SpongeBob. With, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready, ready. I'm ready. You know, uh, and, you know, by, by about, ooh, the midpoint, I say like the 17th, 18th, when you're a ways in, but the end is still a ways off, that's when you hit the doldrums. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it you a know? number. Like, around 24,000 words, you're like... Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Middle <laughs> of the ocean. You yep. can't see either side. Nope. Yeah, yeah. You're like, the road ahead is as far as the road behind. Great. But then, right when you get to the end, a certain momentum of, like, being so close will kind of push you through. But I think being super pumped about it. Um, I give you two answers. I think... Um, believe it or not, for NaNoWriMo, I think fan fiction is completely valid. Oh, hell yeah. Got, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah it's you, words. Word, yeah, they're it, the same words. Exactly. Like, you want to write the diary of the Anakin Skywalker's secret Clone Wars diary? Like, have at it, you know? Don't ever try and publish it. You will get sued into dust. But, I mean, if this is just something you want to just make to have made a thing. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Rex uh, gave me the look again tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can get him and Cody back. <laughs> I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. <laughs> there you go. There's there. There wow. you go, listener. That There's your project. Uh, what, what I myself would do. I'm, I'm working on. I'm working on a TTRPG project. Just kind of like very slowly chopping away at my own thing completely from scratch. I would probably write a tie-in novel, like help help mm. shore up or help shore up some of the lore in my own head mm. by like you know telling the story. That's what I would do. I have no intent of doing it because hell, half the month I'm gone to England for D and D in a castle. Oh, so yeah, I, that's right. Even, even if I wanted to, it's kind of a uh, kind of not in the cards. But yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, I I I think personally for me, like I have three solid projects that I'm slowly chipping away at as I'm doing writing all the time um and i think for i think if i were going to do nanowrimo this year i'd probably just be like you know what i'm just gonna do something fresh something that i i don't have in i haven't had in my head that i'm not gonna have a bunch of hiccups on of like oh no i i i want to work on this a little bit more but i have to get this word count out i just like i would essentially make my own like slush novel i guess (laughs) like just i know this is going to be garbage and so I'm just going to write something and get the words down. That does seem like a good idea. If you're, you know, if you've got a project that you feel a lot of attachment to and you really want to shine, that may not be the best thing for this. Because again, this is about training yourself to get words down. Um, So, you know, something that you're going to look at and go, oh, it's not right. Then that's going to feel bad. You You know who I especially encourage to do this? Uh, mm-hmm. anyone that was like me uh, uh, early in the last decade that was like, oh, no, th- th- this version of the book's going to work this time. No, it's th- yeah. this this version of it's going to work this time. If you've been working on that book for uh, uh, several years, that is more than five, uh, do something else this month. Yeah, I mean, it norm- it's, you know, this might be the will of the living force speaking to me, by the way. Because... <laughs> <laughs> historically i would have been like absolutely not you know and I, even i said something similar to you when you were like i wrote it five times i'm like for what yeah you know <laughs> um but but 
it was brought to my attention. I mentioned earlier, and I heard this just completely in passing, so I say it out loud. Madam Bovary took 18 years. So, <laughs> I don't know dude's story. I still feel like he could have knocked it out too, but you know, we got we got Madam we got Madam Bovary in 18 years. So I, I don't so. I feel like he could have knocked it out in two. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> you, you 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 want to know what's funny? Uh, it, it was the person that I saw talking about that was freaking Sylvester Stallone. I don't know why what? Sylvester Stallone decided to did you le- did you legitimately hear the words yeah. Madame Bovary yep. come out of Sylvester yep. Stallone's mouth? Yep, yep. He's like, I wrote Rocky in three days. Why does this guy take eighteen years? <laughs> crappy novel, a crappy movie. Like that literally that's 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 what happened. But but it entered into my consciousness and so I have to yeah. put it into someone else's here. But I do think the point of well, because I, I I my my sense, and I've said this before, is one of two things is happening with that the thing that you've been, you know, chopping away at it for years and years and years and years. One of two things is happening. One, you very much can over over sharpen a sword. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be finished. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the second thing, if you've chopped at it so long and you can't finish it, it's not the one, you know, I always tell people that when, when they're like, yeah. I've been working on this screenplay for three years. I'm like, great. Stop working on that screenplay. Yeah. Go, go, go do something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's definitely what yeah. I mean. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that book that you've been working on isn't going to ever work. Right. But for this, 30 days. <laughs> what did you say? I said I, I would have. <laughs> I, I feel like this is, this is like a separate topic, but that book that you that you work on for years and years, I feel like there are a couple of reasons. One is you're not ready to write this book yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is often 100% the case because I think if your skills are not quite there, you can build your skills up and then do it. But for some people, like you need to walk away from that and build those skills. Um, the other possibility is that you, on some level, don't want to finish this book. Uh, there's There can be sort of a comfort in having a book you always go back to. Yeah. Um, and, and finishing it can feel scary. Uh, in that case, why make yourself finish the book? Go do something else. Yeah. Um, and then the third possibility is that you are, I mean, there's also the possibility that there is something fundamentally wrong with the book that is not fixable, but I honestly think most books are fixable. So yeah. I set that one out there, but I guess there's two things there. If that's the case, I think you're you're in a place where maybe you can't see it. Maybe you need some space that you can see what's up with this book that you, you need to get past. Yeah. Um, and guys, I don't know why. I, what's wrong with my brain today? What was the other thing I was going to say? You got to start making notes. <laughs> I do, apparently. Yep, I make I notes. I'm just, when, you, uh, when you hear me <laughs> click, click, clicking, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> okay, I've got my pen out. I'm ready for the there next time I have a thought. You guys are too interesting. That's why I'm have to like put something and like kind of kind of have it over there pending. Um, but yeah, this this is this is not the time for that passion project. I agree. I agree with everything that uh that both of you said mm-hmm. you know put it in the drawer and revisit with yeah. fresh eyes yeah, yeah. but the, oh, sorry go ahead well i was gonna say was that like i i had a novel like that for the longest time and i was like this is gonna be the first book i'm gonna write this is gonna be the first book i'm gonna write and i finally stopped doing that and then i did something else actually wrote a book and then went oh shit 
okay <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what i do okay cool um it, it it if i hadn't stopped working on that project i would not be the writer i am today i would still yeah. be sitting there and rewriting every chapter that goes up to seven and then start back over again and then oh, yeah, i got to eight this time oh, no, no, um, uh, you were george r, r. martin in that piece uh -huh. you know um Plus, there are more he... ideas in you yeah 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 i would I will say, just to make sure that we say out loud, though, if you're even considering NaNoWriMo, like, it's fine if you're scared about it, if it seems daunting, if it seems like a lot, because it is all of those things. But if you're even considering it, do it. Yeah. Do it, do it, oh, do, it yeah. do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. E even if you're like, there's not a chance I can get 50,000 words a month. Okay. Get as many as you can. Yep. This is the month to do it. You will see yep. support all over the internet for it. Yep. If, you're, if you're like, I don't feel like I, I want to write, just go look at, well, maybe not Reddit, but, you know, go look yeah. at some <laughs> social media and type in NaNoWriMo. Um, yeah, it's got a great community. Yeah. On YouTube especially, actually. Hmm. That, that, that's where I've seen a, a, a lot of I'm all like, why y'all busy talking when y'all supposed to be right? <laughs> yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Let's say that this person that has been wanting to do NaNoWriMo has picked a project and they're Good job. Oh, yes, that, I mean that's Hooray. imaginary person. Well be well begun is half done. Um, but let's go under the the assumption that they ha this isn't one that they have worked on or anything like that. And I I want to specifically uh single out B Dave right now. So you you've said <laughs> that that plot just springs from your head. Um so what happens though when someone because like i can i can totally get that when when it's an when it's an idea that you are having like it just comes to you and you're like oh i see how all these things connect what about though when someone comes to you and they're like we want you to write a story do whatever you want like where where does where do, where do you start looking at for those ideas is it that little list that you have or what what do you do so this 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 hypothetical is is uh freaking random house is like hey man give us a book and here's all the monies yeah right yeah um but it happened to a nicer guy and, and first like, of all thank you <laughs> and they're like completely original all you well I, I i have done that i mean that that is that is that is what i do um you know like i mean it's it's fine when somebody's like we want a World War II movie or we want a pirate movie or something. But when somebody's like, you just give us something dope, like the two screen, the two scripts that I wrote um, mm -hmm. that, that you guys read, it was like, they were like, we want a family. We're looking for family movies and action movies. And I'm like, can do. <laughs> and just okay. came up with that. So go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so let, let's use that one then. Like, they're mm -hmm. like, we want, we want an action movie. Like mm -hmm. what, as soon as you get that information, like, what is your thought process on that? Like, are you just okay. flying All through right. things? All right, so here, right, right, right now, let's just say, hey, you know, we we want an action movie. Here's all the monies, or we want a novel. I would. The first thing I would ask myself is, what's been done lately? You know, mm -hmm. what's been done lately, and how successful was it? Uh, just because something has been done recently, or was popular or not popular, any of these are not necessarily deal breakers. You're not necessarily green lights, but it is important context. It's a barometer. Like, like like the expendables four right now is doing very poorly you yeah. know there, there might be a lot of reasons why um 
that is, but it's like, well, then telling a story about an aging group of ragtag special forces soldiers now is probably not the time for that, you know? Probably not. Um, I think things pop into my head that have come up lately, like today, just today, uh, Predator and the deeper significance of Predator came up, which people always send me that kind of stuff because I hosted the Predator web series for so long, so I know mm-hmm. a, quite a lot about that franchise. Yeah. Um, and my oldest is reading the Odyssey, and I got and I nerded out about how much I love the Odyssey, and I pointed out that her sister's middle name is Athena because of the Odyssey. <laughs> so right now, Predator and the Odyssey are in my head. So I'd be like, "Ooh, what if somebody?" <laughs> <laughs> You know, somebody is sailing through uh, mythical aisles being pursued by some sort of monster that they can't see. Ooh. You know what I mean? And that would be my seed thing. Right that's, there. that's also a pretty badass premise. <laughs> premise. Right? Like, like, right? That sounds, I instantly <laughs> pictured, like, you know, uh, smoky water at night with the rocks yep. and the Greek boat, and there's just something out there. That's yep. That's freaking cool. Shit, maybe I am going to do Nana right <laughs> but, uh, but But I mean... <laughs> that's an exemplar of my thought process yeah. and how how I, I come up with things like but but like i i, I think that like that is <laughs> that's an important thing for like listeners to hear because like i do think that they're like i even thought back in the day like when when i was do- the wee baby writer that, that there was like there was uh, a question list that you automatically had in your head or like you all these formulaic things but it's like no you just hmm. what's cool what do i want to well, do I mean, remember Stephen King uh, driving through the town and he didn't see anybody. And he's like, weird. Where is everybody? Ooh, they're all dead. Ooh, if they're all dead, who killed them? The sheriff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was the the inciting incident. Although uh, Aaron for Mm -hmm. Empire of Exiles available in stores now. Uh, how did you set upon that? Like, did you know, was it just that you wanted to write a mystery first? Was it the characters first? Did they all kind of like grow in tandem? So it all grows in tandem. Um, I am much more inclined to sort of have different pieces that I'm into. And then I sort of start sticking them together and seeing what fits. Uh, so Empire of Exiles was, I want a magic system that feels like an anxiety disorder uh, it was a, uh, a historical event that is very spoilery, and it was a, uh, it was, I want to write a mystery, and it was, I miss, uh, kind of D&D's, fuck you, I said so, world building. <laughs> um, so, you know, those, those things kind of fit together. I don't know how long the book has to be out before I can I could talk about the specific historical event because mm. it, it is kind of a, a well okay how about this relics of ruin relics of ruin the the thing that I was intrigued by the, the sort of historical thing um is not a spoiler it is clear from very early on mm. there is this mummy this uh the the Persian princess mummy so they find this this ancient Persian uh sarcophagus um uh, it's really like it seems like it's very accurate, mm-hmm. uh, very, very authentic. Uh, but when they look into it, uh, it's not. It's a murder victim from like 2003. She's never been identified. But here's this extremely elaborate <sighs> way that she was disposed of, right? This is fascinating, right? It's terrible. It's horrible. But oh, it's also yeah. very interesting, right? Um, and then there, there are... All those things, yeah. 
right? The Catacomb Saints, which were very kind of a, a thing I found for Empire of Exiles, uh, which are these actual post-Reformation things. They found these relics. They they sort of decorate them and pose them. There are whole like abbeys of nuns that are dedicated. This is a real thing, dedicated mm-hmm. to these these skeleton saints. Uh, so I created uh, for one of the cultures, Orizondi, um, when they're, they, they worship their sorcerers as saints. When the saints die, their flesh transmutes, and then the Orizondi decorate their bones and rev- revere them. So in the archives, there is a chapel uh, that houses all the skeleton saints, including some of the saints which were not translated successfully in the catastrophe. Um, so a sorcerer made wooden replicas. So there are wooden bones in the in the in the uh, chapel to stand in for those saints, and and then there's this uh, this guy gets killed, and the characters like go to through his house, and they find a wooden skeleton of an Orizondi saint. And they bring it back and they examine it and they're like, okay, it's, it, we're pretty sure it's real. Um, and that guy was obsessed with St. Hazanu. Is this St. Hazanu? They go down. St. Hazanu is a real skeleton, except, hey, if we look at the at the catalogs, she's not supposed to be. She's supposed to be made of wood. So why is there a real skeleton in here, like in place of a of a religious relic? Well, this is me taking ideas yeah. from the, the 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 Persian mummy and the catacomb saints and putting it together on these characters that I already built. Um, so that's a good example of kind of the, putting those those bits together. Yeah. Like there will be a thing. I will be like, that's an interesting thing. What makes that happen? Why do people do that thing? Um, or what happens to you know this person when that event ends? That kind of of piece um, and sort of folding those together. Uh, there's, you know, I have a, a, one of the thing I would probably pick up. One of the thoughts was there are two very interesting characters in history, uh, St. Olga of Kiev and Sor Juana Inez. What if they were best friends? <laughs> they don't live at the same time. They don't even really seem like very similar, but you know, I think they would be very interesting to hang out with. Okay. So we have these random ideas. The random ideas sort of come together and, and then you're kind of like, okay, so if I have this skeleton, this this murder victim, presumably, um, that's where it's not supposed to be. Who is that? That's one of the big questions of the mystery. Who is that? How did they get there? Um, why would you do this instead of just, you know, throwing them in the ocean or something simpler? Um, and so then you start kind of doing that same kind of thing where you're answering the questions as you go. Um, but but that's how it starts for me is sort of going like, these are the, the bits that are interesting and which of these bits are going to stick together? Because like... Olga Kiev does not stick to Persian princess in my head. I don't know how those go together. Um, so it's, it is a, a sort of sifting and simmering and letting those, those things gel for me. I like that. Also, I'm now going to go read about the Persian princess after this. Cause this is fascinating. Really <laughs> um, I, I guess like for, for my uh, process on like, if I was going to sit there and be like, okay, I'm just going to write whatever um and i just want to come up with a plot for it i probably would first go is this ya or is this uh you know like uh i don't normal's not the thing i'm trying to say you know <laughs> what then, i mean and then, and then adult is very loaded but yes, yeah you know, yeah i'm not right, right. yeah yeah so uh, why yeah ya or not ya or, i'm just yeah yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh I'd be, and right, like right now i'm like i don't really want to write about teenagers uh so then got that and then i usually like i know my comfort zones uh and i it, it's weird three normal and weird categories cuz it's fantasy sci-fi and weird weird isn't a just a a big 
thing that could have horror in it. It could just have like you know, self-exploration in it. It's just, it's weird. Um, and right now I'd probably go with weird and similar to B Dave. What kind of stuff am I interested in right now? Uh, kind of multiversal stuff and paranormal things. How can I combine that? And then mm-hmm. there you go. And, and dang it. Now I no, I, no. Uh, sorry, I started uh, forming. It it's a thing. I yep. started mm-hmm. forming an idea in my head. Those are valuable. Yeah, and so the, the, I, I this this conversation though, and I, I know we've had one similar to this, but I was just trying to drive home for people of like when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like, I know that for those big projects, those ones that you're like, oh, this is the one that I've always wanted to write. You you are focusing in a lot harder on things where it's like, oh, I need to know how this type of military works before I start outlining. It's like, start outlining and then find a military that works for that or something like that. And yep. with this, with this NaNoWriMo, the, one of the things why I'm, I'm endorsing, like, do something different is to try and make quicker decisions on things where like you're you're going with your gut on it where you're like oh i'm interested in this oh i could do this with this and then just kind of following that thread and seeing how many building blocks you can pull from anywhere else and start building this thing um instead of looking at it as this overwhelming saga of novels that you are going to write one day (laughs) this one doesn't have to be that yep uh, so for the last little bit here though, so, uh, um, characters and the, this again goes back to, uh, the snowflake method that we we're talking about last week, where in that it suggested kind of going back and forth between plot and character, plot and character and stuff like that. So when, when it comes to characters and I, and I realize for Aaron's example, like that is the sequel to a book, like you have those characters already, uh, well out in your head. Uh, but like, where do you start with when you when you've got this new plot and you're thinking, okay, what characters do I want for this? Is it again just kind of those similar things of like the same way with plot, where you're just, like for Aaron, you just grabbing things from other things that you've thought of in history? Um, yeah, or just kind of like, like, uh, okay, so I give the example of the work in progress. Yeah, Oga Kiev. Sor Juana Inez, right? Okay, so those two characters are interesting. That isn't a story by itself. Like, I don't want to write just about these these two kind of, like, odd couple friends. Um, so, and actually, I, I had started a different book, um, which was about, um, was based, oh, what is it called? There's this sword in Japanese, this Japanese sort of state that is supposed to have, was at one point supposed to have the storm god trapped in it. Yeah. And I was like, how pissed would you be if you were a god trapped in a sword? <laughs> yeah. So pretty pissed. Uh that was that was the thing where there was this this sword that that was sort of like a holy relic, but it turned out there was a god trapped in it and the god can't talk. It's just a fucking pissed off sword. Um and I was like, this is missing something. This is missing something. So I kind of merged them. I gave them a third friend because I think that is an interesting dynamic, right? If you can always have two people shifting and then okay they're all like adults okay there's this in the previous book there was like a younger character uh because i had thought a scribe would be an interesting character so she became sort of like uh like 
the, the sort of apprentice. These are the old, like the, the hidden masters trope, right? They've gone their separate ways. They had a big falling out. Um, now we have this sword. Um, the sword has a time god trapped in it. Now we're going to do a time loop story because I love yeah. those, right? Um, mm -hmm. And we we enter into Aaron's maximalist theories of fiction where if something sounds cool, throw it in and see Hell if yeah. it stays. Um, because why not? Uh, so like that sort of thing, like, okay, so if this is the dynamic, what do I need to support that dynamic? Um, is where I usually think about it. Like for the for Empire of Exiles, there's a pretty big cast, but part of that is establishing the archives as a place that has a lot of people in it, that has a lot of things happening, that is very busy. Um, and so having, you know, making sure I had uh, two archivists that had the same affinity and having another generalist who wasn't Amadea and having um, someone who was grumpy all the time, even though they weren't in alignment. So it's like, okay, this is not like the personality trait. This is like a thing that happens. Right. Um, and, and figuring out sort of how do these people interact and what kind of friend would this person have? Um, and sort of, cause you start with the ones that you, that are core to the story, right? Like what is the character implied by this idea? Or maybe it is a whole idea of a character. And then, you sort of um yeah you, you sort of fill it out to, to to what the story what the story needs what the characters need to be stable i don't know if that makes any sense it but... does no it does <laughs> <laughs> hey again 10 books in it's just like yeah man yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I that is one thing that i do love about the show is that i do think that all three of us at times will uh talk uh, to the point that we're just like i don't know if i'm still talking about the thing we were originally talking about yeah. uh i'm gonna all stop talking yeah but you know yeah. what i i have heard from plenty of people that they that is what they enjoy about this show so uh it's, uh, you know it's, it's written on the tin tangerinos yep yep but no, that 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 does make uh, complete sense, and how you're you're lining things up there and uh, adding more onto it. But I, I I don't know why, but you just screaming time loop got me so hyped, and I don't know why. <laughs> I do. Time loops are can be, can be great. They're so yeah. cool. They yeah. they time, and all time travel stories are, are a little dangerous, but they yeah. can be great. Yeah. So yeah. so B Dave, you you have gone on record saying that you know a character. Uh, you know, the, everything that's going to happen to them. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I want to uh, uh, kind of clarify for people is like, what degree of detail on that are you talking about? Because like, I don't think you're talking about like, I know what their favorite lunch is on a Sunday. Like it's you're you're talking like milestone things on there, right? I mean, I don't not know what their favorite lunch on a Sunday because is. you're making a split decision <laughs> but, on it. I know you. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm just like going with the moment. So what, what I what I mean is, um, well, first of all, as I've said before, that you know, the, I see these things play out in my mind, and I describe what I'm seeing. So I won't say they arrive fully formed because that's not exactly true, but like aspects of them arrive fully formed, if mm -hmm. that makes sense like the like their mannerisms and personality and their voices you know yeah. like just i i meet them and that's them you know but like for princess ninjas for instance i knew i wanted to do this uh you know this five elements type thing and so then i decided i was like well cool what cultures would be represented by that okay and then i went in and it was like what um what cultural expressions of these elements can i name these girls after and and inspire who they are 
based on, which is how the five of them came to be, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, but like to give a different example for like electropunk, like, um, you know, I, I know when and how they will die. And, and, and it might be something like, uh, again, you know, not to spoil my own story, it might be something like that guy dies an old man in his bed. Yeah. But usually it would be something like that guy dies an old man in his bed and he deeply resents the fact that he didn't get to die with his boots on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know that character is going to throw themselves on a grenade to save everybody else at, at some point in the future. You know? Yeah. Um, so it might be very, very, very specific. Like the end of the story is this. Uh, and other times, you know, just roughly, you know, that that person is going to sail off into the into the West to join the elves, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, that kind of thing. I think it's, it's, I think there's two important things that you need to know about every character, who they truly are and what they truly want. And who they truly are may or may not be the face they're presenting to everyone else. Dare I say it isn't, because with people, we're almost never presenting our truest true face. Mm. Um, but, you know, because when you know who they really are inside, you will automate and what they want, you automatically know what they will do. You know, you'll, you'll, never be, you'll never be at a loss for, well, what would come next in this situation? You're like, that guy would do this thing, because that's what that guy wants, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the glory hound is going to run into the burning building. The person who's deeply terrified of dying is not, you know, they may stand outside and panic. They may call 911. They may grab a fire hose, but they will not run into the building because, you know, deep inside, they're terrified of more their own mortality. Whereas yeah. the other person, they may not even be doing this out of altruism. It's if they're an adrenaline junkie, they're like, I'm going to run into the burning building to prove that I can get these people out of here. Yeah. You know? Which is one of the most anime character things I've ever heard. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it, because it, it, I just watched all of One Piece live action, but still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to watch that. But, you know, but knowing who those people are informs that easily. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, uh, that, that's what I think you need to know. Who they really are. Not who they pretend to be. Who they really are. Yeah. You know, they, it, there is still good in Darth Vader. While he's choking the shit out of people, there's still a little Anakin Skywalker in there and that's accessible, you know, and what does he really want? You know, well, mm-hmm. really wanted his family back. He was hopeless. Darth Vader was never evil. Well, he did some. Evil things, but, <laughs> but, some but, younglings but, would but, disagree. Ah, fuck them kids. What but murder? It was, uh, <laughs> what murder? Yeah, it's a great guy. Yeah, but it, it was it was not that he was evil. He was hopeless. Yeah. You know, he thought he lost Padme. He thought he lost everything. You know, he, he thought Luke. Well, I guess the, the, the wonderful thing about Star Wars is just the arbitrary nature of the technology. Like we can travel faster than light. We don't have cell phones or ultrasounds. You know? Yeah. Even through the force, he didn't notice there was two babies. Like, okay, I mean, okay, but he thought the the you know his child parentheses children uh, died that day. Yeah. So you know the the Jedi were gone, Padme's gone, the babies are gone. He's like, well, you know what I got left? Anger and violence. (laughs) I also look fly as hell. Exactly. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Decorative respirator. Yeah. But. If you know that about the character, you're going to write them doing different things. Yeah. Than somebody like Palpatine, who is thoroughly, intensely evil. Yeah. But, you know, playing a much longer game. 
I, I definitely, I, I think when I'm starting off on things, like, I'm kind of just making those split decisions on, like, okay, what kind of character do I think would be cool in this? Okay, some kind of uh, strong leader-like character that uh, can do this and is connected this way to the plot. Okay, who are they? And I will just make one, like, I'll go, like, it's a dude. Nah, it's not a dude. Okay, no, it's a lady. Uh, or, you know, mm-hmm. or non-binary person or something like that. Like, it's... I, I'm just making these quick decisions and seeing what my gut says. Is that gonna? Is that what I want to write? Is that gonna be fun? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and remember, dear listener, this can change. Yes. You know. Yep. Yeah. As you get to know them, it can change. Yeah. Yeah. I it nothing nothing is canon until the book is on the shelf like right. <laughs> you have not written a canon until it is on the shelf and he, and i'll tell you this just from writing adventures on idle champions where stuff goes out and it's suddenly canon i go ah crap i can't go back and have minsket say that anymore <laughs> yep yeah uh well we're we're at the end of an episode anyone got any Ooh. last uh pep talks or anything on that Again, if you're thinking about doing it, do it. Yep. If you're even partially thinking about doing it, do it. <laughs> I, I feel like we hit the note that it's going to be bad a lot. And I want to add to that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It mm. can totally be fun. Yeah. Actually, I think it's more fun if you stop worrying about whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. um and the less you worry about that especially like when you're in sort of this is this is a first draft this is like a rough draft let's just you know be messy be messy and find the thing and find the joy right um trying to go in and do it perfect on the first pass you're gonna miss all the opportunities to like grab onto those those moments where you understand the character better where you understand your own voice better where you, you know, see how your plot could be just a little bit, just push it a little bit more. So honestly, go in, go in joyful, go in messy, go in embracing the fact that you're going to have a pile of shit at the end, but you can, but you, you know can what? absolutely You were excited for shit. the poop. Be excited yeah, for be the excited poop. excited for the poop. <laughs> yeah. If that's not the title of this episode, Trevor, I'm going to be There's... so mad. We want people to be able to find this episode for NaNoWriMo. Just call it NaNoWriMo or Excited for the Poop. Excited for the Poop. Yep. This isn't uh, hard. Both It's searchable okay, and it's charming. I'm when they search NaNoWriMo and they get every writing podcast in existence, but they yep. see ours is the funny one. Yep. Come on. You yep. know, I guess that will, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yep. You know what, uh, listeners, if you're out there and you clicked on this episode because it was called NaNoWriMo parentheses, be excited about the poop, please write it and let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. Let, it, let, it, let us know that all, all of this was not in vain. Yes. <laughs> I'm literally writing this down in a notebook so I remember to do this in the morning. Yep. If you don't, I'm going to be like, Trevor! I know. Well, see, the other thing is, is we have enough listeners now that they'll also be mad at me. So I'm now, I have to do this. So We said it out loud on the internet. Yeah. It's it's, it's a canon event. Uh, All right. Well, I think that is a good place to wrap things up. Friends, where can people find you while some things you're working on? 
you can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky at Aaron M. Evans. You can join me on twitch.tv slash dungeon scrawlers on Mondays at 1.30 p.m. Pacific for concentration check. A co-writing space. Come do some Pomodoro sprints with me. Um, excuse me. You can also find me on the same channel on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. DMing Fearful Symmetry, a D&D game with bunch <laughs> of fantasy writers. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get messed up by an elder brain dragon <laughs> i know i am <laughs> uh i am also going to be at a bunch of places coming up i'm going to be at world fantasy in kansas city uh the last weekend of october i'm going to be at grand rapids comic-con the sunday after that uh and then i'm going to be at dragon steel the last week of november before thanksgiving I think that's so all busy. of them. Yeah. Oh, 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 and now there's, I forgot that I'm going to do a, a Orbit's uh, How to Write Your First Fantasy Novel. Uh, so you need more words on November 15th, which is about adding something once you're done. Because again, the, the draft is the draft and it is still malleable. You can still improve the poop. So. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Move improvement. Turn in, turn in the fertilizer. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's there. There's so few things in this world that are just will have such a dichotomous response that every parent, possibly even some pet parents, because I know there's some people that like really love. I'm their not dogs. excited about my cat pooping. Well, but I'm just saying your cat's never <laughs> had a problem. Pooping. I was gonna say, you know? have you ever? No, there was definitely one time where I was excited where she wasn't pooping. There was a, <laughs> a family in our parents group, and that little baby like literally only pooped once a week. Yeah. And he would like get so child. crabby as yep. he went. He would get so crabby. And so yeah. come poop day, they were <laughs> so glad. <laughs> yep. And that yep. is the only thing I can think about in this conversation. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. Every, every parent knows what I, exactly what we're talking about. Exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is I, B. Dave Walters. Um through a comedy of errors in just catastrophic technical issues. My website got borked over the weekend. So I'm not even gonna tell you the web address because it's changing, it's moving. Oh. It will be it will be the Undisputed Academy. The Undisputed oh. Academy. By the time you hear this, it might even be live. But if you type that in and nothing happens, then uh try it again in a couple of days. <laughs> um I, I will you, update it, the links in the description as they become well, available. You know, yes, when it's time, uh, because uh, all I got to say is, dear listener, uh, in the context of this show, don't often talk about astrology, but I was just bubbling on, on, on the edge of rage the entire weekend and just stuff kept going wrong. And I kept wanting to put my fist through objects and individuals. And I didn't. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I kept it in my hard box. <laughs> Super moon and fucking Aries with a conjunction of of mars you don't know anything that means high emotions high emotions yeah and you can't say it's psychosomatic because i didn't know i looked afterwards <laughs> so, there's that yeah uh so yeah the programs will uh be accessible again uh soon at the undisputedacademy.com yeah uh well you can find me on all the dystopian social medias at the trevor there's an a hiding in there uh and you could uh, you should 100 percent uh if you're listening to this the day this releases 100 percent be there live for uh fearful symmetry at 6 30 uh, p.m on twitch.tv slash dungeon scrolls so you can see the combined <laughs> efforts of aaron and b dave torturing my sweet sweet boy florin morn uh for, for take it all bets who's getting a tadpole in their <laughs> eye plot twist 
Everybody gets Ted Poulsen. Yeah! You get Ted Poulsen. You get Ted Poulsen. Everybody gets Ted Oh, boy. So, yeah, definitely tune in for that because it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, the best way to support it is by leaving a review in your podcast service of choice. Tell your friends about the show. If you have any questions, you can send those into writingaboutdragonsandshit at gmail.com. We are trying to get a big backlog of those so we can record a bunch of episodes and uh, be sure to, at least for a while, have episodes for you every week at a, at a regular pace. Uh, so be sure to send those in. Uh, and if you want to keep up to date on the show, you can follow us on Blue Sky at About Dragons. But until next week... Right, about Enjoy some, some poop. God damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>